This is Motor Mania with Damien Reed On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Yes, this is Motor Mania and I'm Damien Reed and I'm joined in the studio by Indishan Giado of Motoring Middle East, Noel Ebden, who's back from the UK and Naz Chowdhury is still with us on World Electric Vehicle Day. Um, firstly, Noel, you've come back and you've bought a set of wheels. Can you tell us or can you not? I have. I bought the least Dubai car you can possibly imagine. Go on. I bought an Audi Avant. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. New, uh, about about four year old Audi Avant, uh, but it's diesel because it's the because oh. it was in the UK. Okay. Right. So I, I actually bought it because the, the family are in the UK. So yep. bought that for to move the dog and the cat and the furniture and God knows what else around here or there. <laughs> no, no, there in, in <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's a manual. Wow. Yeah. You've bought the most under-buy car I exactly. can possibly imagine, yeah, yeah, an Audi yeah, wagon, yeah. diesel wagon. Yeah. But you're, bought, you're the unicorn. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I've also I've joined the wagon gang, which is, um, as I, I, some people out there might know, that wagons have become a bit cool. People mm. are buying, especially out of the um, Japanese used car market, um, a lot of people are buying wagons because yeah. you can't buy them from the yeah. dealers here. The dealers don't sell wagons. No. So no. there's been some fantastic ones over the years. The Jaguar XF, um, they called it the Sport Break, I think, didn't they? Yeah. That was a stunning-looking car, and it never came here. I never saw it here on yeah. the roads, no, ever. No, never some, some beautiful uh, estate wagons, whatever you want to call them, that we don't get. Mm. Uh, another one, which I think is one of the greatest-looking ones around, is the, uh, is the Peugeot 508. Yep. It's really yep. good-looking car. Saw a few of those in the UK as well. For yeah. me, it has yeah. to be the Mercedes CLS, if you've seen that. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It's a shooting brake. Yeah, they call it a shooting brake. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not I a very good wagon. Because <laughs> yeah. it swoops a little too much in yeah, the back. It, it, but that, that's what makes it cool. I like the whole coupe effect. I think yeah. the only guys who actually bought wagons were Emirates Airlines, right? The, that's well, pretty the much. Volvos <laughs> yeah. and the 5 Series, and you find exactly. them with like half yeah, a million yeah, kilometers yeah. on them. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, before we carry on, uh, very important things coming up. We're, it was alluded to by one of our callers who had that uh, 1973 Mini Cooper that he's going to take for a drive. And uh, there's a drive coming up on Sunday, September 24. Um, it is uh, the Distinguished Gentleman's Drive here in Dubai. It's been organised by a friend of ours, Ewan Cairns, along with his mates Simon and Frad, because... Very important reason is that uh, they're getting uh, together with uh, other classic car enthusiasts from around the world. It's a global thing, raising funds and awareness for prostate cancer and men's mental health for the charity Movember. So they're looking to raise as much as possible for the cause to help men around the world live happier and healthier lives. So if you do want to uh, uh, contribute, take part or come down and uh, join the classic car runs, go to gentdrive.me and... uh, You'll find out all the details there for something that does affect us all. And as often, it's not spoken about as much as it perhaps should. So, uh, yeah, um, it's classic car weather. It's time to bring them out. There is actually a criteria, I believe, for the drive. There's is there? Certain, yeah, your car has to be a certain age. Okay. Yeah, so check it out on the website. Ah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Pre-1980, I believe. Is it, is it 80? Pre-1980, yeah. Ah. So you're a oh, None of my... You just miss out. I know, none of my <laughs> none of my pre-80s cars work, <laughs> which is not surprising. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. there'll be some great cars down there, there anyway, will, yeah. so... Uh, I'll, I'll go down anyway, yeah. We'll be, we'll be down there, we'll have a look and, um, and, and see what that's all about because... Uh, but apart from that, the weather's turning anyway, classic cars are coming out, cars and coffee runs are happening again. It's all good. It's very optimistic that the weather's turning. <laughs> it is. I keep telling people that. <laughs> yeah, if, we, if you keep saying it, it will be true, right? That's the uh, thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, this is Motor Mania. I'm Damien Reed, and I'm joined in the studio by In the Shenjado, Noel Ebden and Naz Chowdhury, who are all in here. To uh, well, We're going to talk about electric vehicles now because it is World Electric Vehicle Day. And uh, if you... Um, Guys, we're just talking about this off air. If you could have bought an EV uh, right now, firstly, what EVs tick the boxes? I know, Naz, you've got a Tesla. Yep. Right there now. You're happy with that? The family's happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't drive it as a daily and I don't really want to drive it as a daily. But if I I had to have an EV, it'd be the Taycan. Yeah. Simply because it's a Porsche and I have to have an EV. Otherwise, I wouldn't really bother with anything else. Yeah. For now. One of the things too is, and we're going to have, um, uh, we're going to be talking about retro EVs. Noel, you were just talking about options of mm. of electrifying certain cars. If there's a classic car out there mm. that you would convert to an electric vehicle, mm. now we've actually we've right. had a discussion we about have. this before, yes. yes. And I'm going to I'm going to beat you to it because right. you've got other options as well. <laughs> A 1970s Rolls Royce. Yes. No, that was exactly where I was going. I remember when we had this conversation. Look, the perfect cars to convert to EVs are something that a, isn't fast in its original form yep. and doesn't have an iconic sound yep. and, it, and is also a car that is a wafty car, yep. right? And so a, an old, old Bentley a Rolls Royce, and I'm talking 70s, 80s, yep. right? When they weren't, mm. I mean, if you you would never touch an, a 1930s Bentley, right? That'd be sacrilege. No. But a 70s, 80s Bentley, uh, Rolls Royce, still, terrible yeah, they're, still exactly. they're still not worth They're still not worth a lot of money. No. And Rolls Royce engineers at the time spent a lifetime trying to make a combustion engine do effectively what an electric vehicle does. That it's is, so provide loads of low down torque and be silent. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So there's your answer straight away. So yeah. What would what would what would nip the shan? It's going to be Land Cruiser, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. I mean, Land Cruisers. The whole point is that they're self-sufficient, so you're not going to be finding any battery charges in the middle of nowhere. True. I would say pickup trucks because okay. they do fairly standard r- runs back and forth. Yeah. I'm not talking like lifestyles. I mean, working trucks that carry loads like 2500s or whatever. That class of vehicle, heavy duties. They know where they're going. They don't travel that far, and they need lots of low-down talk, and they're not meant to be exciting. Well, that kind of ties in with what we were talking Naz off air about in terms of what you would do. Yeah, the Hummer H1, exactly. And go. I think it takes uh, a lot of those boxes as yeah. well. There isn't a good Hummer H1. I'm going to put this out there. Not <laughs> the diesels, not the V8. None of them, not one of them had a nice engine or were fast or economical or nice to drive. Hence why that's probably my only option to electrify yeah. because there's no iconic sound that you're going to miss. You're going to get the reliability. You're going to get the torque, which you desperately need because mm. that thing is a, literally a tank it was mm. actually the width of it was an abrams tank actually so that's right like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a tank yeah. right and uh you know it, it's zero to 60 in like never right it never really gets there so i think electrifying that would be a good example yeah yeah and, and plenty uh, of room for batteries yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but friend of mine in australia <laughs> no no um friend of mine in australia bought a h1 uh, bought a military car from canada had it uh, exported to import into australia because it's a military vehicle they had to strip the car right down, including the engine components, complete rebuild before it was allowed into the country. Wow. He didn't know about that. In oh. case they had somewhat hidden turrets or something in the back. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, interesting. Now, to, getting back to the EV subject, um, as I said, I've been checking out the brand new BMW 5 Series EV. It lands this week in both EV and combustion engine guises, and it came straight from its global reveal only last week. 
so I've had a chat with the self-described BMW genius. That was the title that he gave when I asked him, Ahmed Saidi, who uh, who's based over in Munich, and uh, he flew out here for the, uh, for the for the for the reveal of this car locally. So. I first ask you about the uh, the specs of the battery. We have a battery with around about 81.2 kilowatt hours. It will give you a range up to 580 kilometers. For the charging, you can have two options, home charging and public charging. At home, you can charge it through the wall box. Standard 20, uh, 11 kilowatts, optional 22 kilowatt, which will take you less than five hours to recharge the battery. And on a fast charger, what's the optimum you could get from a recharge? Um, for the fast charger, the first number that I would like to share with you, in 10 minutes, DC charging will give you 152 kilometers. So from 10 to 80%, it will take you less than half hour. Okay. With a power of 205 kilowatts. Amazing. So no shortage of power, very quick to recharge. Now, there's two models that you mentioned you're bringing. So you still got the combustion engine 5 Series and the all-electric. I guess that's part of BMW's future going forward. The strategy of BMW is in the future till 2030 to have 50% of our cars electrified. Electrified means to have or even the combustion cars, internal combustion cars, as a mild hybrid or as a plug-in hybrid, so a combination of them. Mild hybrid means that we will have a small engine, electric engine, which is just supporting the internal combustion engine with a 48-volt battery, for example. The plug-in cars, yes, we will have it in diesel and in petrol. Depends on the model. So you can drive uh, pure electric, you can drive it as a hybrid, or if you want, you can drive it only with the internal combustion engine. And of course, the strategy is also to uh, have all the models that we have also as a full electric car. We saw it, for example, with the BMW X3 as a petrol and as a diesel, but electrified. We have it also as a plug-in hybrid and as a full electric. So it is the same car, same look, but in four different engines. And the same, we had it also with the BMW 7 Series as a diesel and as a petrol, but electrified as a mild hybrid, plug-in and as a full electric, the i7. Which, which I think for our region is great because it gives you the option to yeah. go for long, long distance holidays and that sort of thing. You don't have the range anxiety issues if it's a, if it's a hybrid or whatever else. But if you are based and you're doing 90% of your work in and around Dubai, then you can go the full electric, such as the, the 5 Series we have here. So it really does give you a, a broad option. Do you know roughly what, based on your experience so far, what sort of split it would be between those who choose the electric version and those who choose a combustion or a hybrid, for example? It depends on the customer. So we give the choice to the customer. If somebody wants to drive, let's say, all the internal combustion engines, the choice is there. If someone will say, okay, um, I don't need the whole electric range i want to step in this electrified world so uh, the option is the plug-in hybrid so the average kilometers for the customers in uae is around about 45 kilometers per day we have our bmw for example the three series you have a range up to 80 kilometers so they can use it two days full electric they can drive it but if you say no i would like to be more sustainable and i would like to jump directly in an electric Electric cars, we starting by 400 kilometers. 
range was our BMW 4 Series, for example. Then we have the i7, for example, up to 500 kilometers. We have also the BMW iX with starting with 350 kilometers up to uh, 480 kilometers. It depends on the customer. The best solution here in UE is a full electric car because you need it maybe for 40 kilometers per day. Let's say they need it only 100 kilometers. It's still enough. If you allow me, I will give you another example. Sure. So now you're driving from Dubai to Ras al-Khaimah. How many kilometers you have? 120, I guess. Oh, let's say 120, 100, okay? Yeah, yeah. So now you will decide, okay, I would like to drive from Ras al-Khaimah to Al-Ain. It's, again, 150 kilometers, so 270. From Al-Ain back to Dubai is also, again, 120 kilometers. So we are now more than 400. And now you say, okay, I would like to drive in the same day to Abu Dhabi, which is 100 kilometers. So you reach 500 kilometers in one day. And of course, depends on uh, your driving weight, depends on the weather, depends how you prepare the car, the preparation of the car. You can reach the 500 kilometers. Yeah. But still, you need just to charge at 10 minutes and you will have for the i7, for example, 10 minutes, 125 kilometers. And this means in 10 minutes only. And my question is for you, how long it takes to refill a car full? I saw the queues the other day down at the local garage, and is I probably sat in the queue for 15, 20 minutes before I even found a Bowser, so you have a very valid point. <laughs> so this is the point. So for this region, I think per day, your 100 and 150 kilometers will be enough. If you need more, of course, we have the course for this range also. Yeah, so that was, uh, and this is his title. I didn't give it to him. BMW genius Ahmed Saidi, who's um, who's based in Munich, came out for the uh, for the launch of the uh, the, the, the i five. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I- I'm sorry, I just got range anxiety just listening to that story. You know, owning be... electric car seems to remind me how bad I am at math yeah. constantly. <laughs> Because well, those numbers are a lot to keep up with, sir. Yeah, well, basically, so what they're saying is the battery is good for 580 kilometers. Uh, yeah. The uh, the wall box, it's 22 kilowatt wall box. Uh, so if you just plug it in at home, they're saying about five hours for a full charge. Uh, a fast charge from 10 to 80 percent in about half an hour. Ten How minutes. How many of those fast chargers, those ten minute chargers that he was talking about, exist in the country? Well, that's the thing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, so, so what you're saying, 580 kilometers, you plug it in for ten minutes if you can find a place, then that will give you another 152 that's kilometers. The dream. So that will get you around the Emirates. But mm-hmm. as we find out, you've got fast chargers at places, uh, you know, near, near the border, at, at gas stations, and everything else. Yeah. But as we've found out, is that they're clogged up by Tesla Ubers. And they sit there yeah. taking their 10-minute charge. Honestly, like this, this, this problem of range anxiety hasn't been solved because if you notice the caveat in how he spoke, it's up to 500 kilometers, up mm. to 600 kilometers. But us petrol heads have a heavy foot. And believe you me, you can knock that down by half just by having an aggressive driving style. So you're constantly looking at your, your, um, your range and you're constantly trying to work out where the next charging station is. He makes it sound nice and easy and comfortable, but I think there's a long way to go before people get, mm. get rid of this range. Don't be in a rush, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. my, my, big, my big question to, in, to the world, I'm going to speak to the entire <laughs> oh, world now, the whole world. is everyone listening, Seven is billion people. What, what, have, what happened to hybrids? Why did we skip hybrids? Mm. That your average hybrid has such low think, emissions. Yeah. That t- I mean, I'm talking tiny. Well, I mean, the RTA has it. In Dubai, taxis are almost yeah, all there's, hybrid, there's, and they made a huge impact already. There's two, two answers to that. Hybrids, obviously, um, uh, is it, yeah, 
that it, it's a solution that, mm. that gives you the range, which is which is great, and it gets rid of the range anxiety. Yep. And, and personally, for me right now, uh, if I was going to go down the electrified path, I'd be going to a hybrid. Same. Now, yeah. the, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. Good the, the vote against yeah. the vote against that is that you're carrying two engines where one is effectively nearly always redundant, and therefore the weight. So when you're using the combustion engine, you've got electric motor not doing much, or the other way around, unless you've got a Series parallel, and they're getting way too technical, so I'm not even going to go on that. The guys from Alpha Tame can probably answer that one and give us all that as well. Um, but that does hopefully answer a question that we got from uh, that came in uh, from Nim asking, would you recommend a Tesla or other EVs for the daily commute between Dubai and Abu Dhabi or a Toyota Honda <coughs> saloon? Safety, reliability, and long-term ownership costs are key criteria. Essentially, Nim, you can get from Dubai to Abu Dhabi and back on, on an electric vehicle depends Just. really what you want to get out of it and how you of- drive as well yeah I'm going, to set, I'm, yeah. I'm going to set up a recovery company just outside of Dubai. On an, and it only works in the afternoons as everyone's coming back. Regarding Nim's question, I have a quick one then. So if you're going up and down to Abu Dhabi in a court, and they have a hybrid version now, which actually is probably ridiculous mm. range and all the car you need. That's my vote. If you have a Tesla and you whack the battery that hard, so you're doing like a 50% basically drain every year going up and down. Yep. Okay. What does that do to the overall life of the battery? Very good point. In fact, our guest last week had an answer to that, and he had to replace his um, his Tesla battery, which they did under warranty and everything else. But yeah, after four years, it was it was because I've got done. an iPhone that is like ten percent down after less than a year. So what's there the so what's the resale value on Tesla? Not sure. In fact, well, it, Tesla don't second, speak to the media, so yeah. I don't know. Se- second but, second sale yep. is 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 okay, but then the third person is buying the they're no, buying the, well, let's, the, well, the let's, yeah, yeah, that's let's, me. Let's continue it? the chat after this because yeah. we've got the electric vehicle experts coming in. It is World Electric Vehicle Day. I'm Damien Reed. I'm joined by Imtishan Jado, Noel Ebden, and Naz Chowdhury, and this is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye One Hundred Three Point Eight. This is Motor Mania with Damien Reed On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Yes, this is Motor Mania. Welcome back. I'm Damien Reed, and I'm joined by Noel Ebden and Intashan Giado in the studio, and uh, we're talking about electric vehicles now, uh, this morning. So I'm now joined by uh, Salman Hussain, the founder of Fuse. It's a company that turns your beloved petro- petrol car into an electric vehicle, and also joined by Hassan Najiz, the managing director of Alpha Times Electric Mobility Company, which has a number of EV, EV brands under its belt. Uh, firstly, uh, Salman, welcome back to the show. Good to see you. Fuse has so, been uh, has been growing. It's always been a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Damien. Always a pleasure. Now, as I said, Fuse has been uh, it's been growing since we were last on the show. Just give us a quick update on where we are. Well, there's a lot happening. To be honest, I was listening to the show earlier as well. Um, we're doing a lot more, of course, uh, classic cars that we've been speaking about. Uh, so we've got a couple more Mercedes <laughs> since uh, since we last spoke, but we also started something interesting. Uh, there's a uh, there's a uh, what what can I call it? It's a look. There's a um, NGO that we're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are doing Hilux pickup truck conversions, and what nice. they want to do is yeah. uh, that's exactly what you were talking yeah, about. Exactly. So yeah. these are Gen Six pickup trucks, and what we're trying to do is uh, convert them to electric specifically for the purpose of ac- giving access to villagers who don't have access to fuel right now. So these are going to be deployed wow. there. Um, and that's the fi- first pilot project that we're doing and then hopefully, you know, kind of continues onwards. Amazing. Um, yeah, another one that we're doing, but we can't really speak a lot more about is a 4x4 ATV conversion. Mm-hmm. And so that's been pretty interesting. We uh, hot, uh, we tested it in the desert. That was pretty, you know, um, now it's kind of going through the final stages. Mm-hmm. And then once done, it's, uh, it's going to be delivered. So these are all like kind of 
work we're, work we're doing like outside the Middle East with yeah. like other entities. Uh, so it's been an exciting time. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Naz would have uh, would have enjoyed that last bit. Um, and finally, Hassan, <laughs> uh, welcome into the studio. Tell us about this new company by by Alpha Time. You've the, you've, you've launched quite a few brands, and uh, you're you're now sort of putting up as like a one stop shop for for all things EV. Is is that what I'm reading? That is uh, correct. Thanks, Damon. Uh, thanks uh, thanks for having me today. So uh, we launched the Alpha Time Electric Mobility Company in uh, in March. And um, since then, it is uh, growing very nicely. Uh, we have uh, started with uh, Polestar as our mm. first uh, full electric uh, vehicle brand. Um, and then we also added uh, BYD, the world's biggest uh, electric vehicle brand. And very recently, we made a um, very interesting investment to an electric scooter startup in, Indi- in India. Okay. And okay. that was um, also from my previous role. It has been a very interesting journey. It's like uh, we did the investment thesis for uh, uh, around the one year and look at more than 55 different startups mm. for, uh, for the electric scooters. And we found this company in Bangalore. In a two and a half years, they set up the company from the ground. In fact, I was in India uh, a week ago. Uh, this company is called River, and they roll off their first e-scooter. So from inception of the company, first scooter is on the on the road. It's uh, two and a half years. Very impressive. So we are also responsible of the distribution of this uh, of their scooters in outside of India, and we are also um, as a investor in the in the company. So like our view on the how we would build the company and the products and the offering is actually encompassing all the f- different segments when it comes to previewing electric vehicle and performance vehicles like the Polestar, mainstream mass markets, uh, high volume uh, uh, brands like uh, BYD and going into the e-scooter and then the other micro-mobility segments with the River, this company. And also we launch our charging business as well, Charge to Move that we are providing a one-stop shop also for charging mm. solutions for the customers and uh, home charging, destination charging, as well as the we are looking in also the public charging, obviously. Yeah, I've just come back from the UK and Polestars are everywhere. Yeah. There's, they, they, they're well, selling like crazy yeah. in the UK. I've they're just come back from Australia and, and BYDs are everywhere. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in fact, we, we were just talking about the charging situation. Yeah. You've just heard, probably heard us outside talking about the fact that it's still difficult to find charging, yeah. for especially fast charges. Yes. Uh, how, how, are you, uh, how are you looking to, to attack that? So um, that is for sure that our industry and then this market is uh, at the nascent stage. Mm. Uh, so um, we are looking into our first phase is more about providing the home charging uh, solutions for the customers and also for offices and then the buildings to put these chargers for, that, uh, for the people to, 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 to enjoy it uh, during the night charging, during the office hours and so forth. When it comes to public, then public charging is a lot with the initiatives also with governments and the entities like the DIVA, for instance, in Dubai. A lot of happening mm. and a lot of things will change, especially in the view of COP28, mm. there are a lot of promises I know we are not there yet, but uh, there is a huge investment uh, on the horizon mm. to bringing a lot of different companies, the the government companies, the, and the private sector. I think for me is that the the next stage is that is almost like we are looking to a, a consortium that we could all come together yeah. to bring our forces to provide the right infrastructure for the customers. Yeah. So, j- sorry, quick question: If you had 
I know in, in, in the UAE, most land is sort of probably government owned or owned by mm-hmm. a big um, uh, housing group mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you had your own bit of land, mm-hmm. can you put a charger in and, char- and let people charge their car there and charge them for, the, for it? Um, you can put a charger in, mm. but in Dubai, yeah. uh, you are not uh, you allowed you can't to sell. charge, mm. to right. put charge for the electricity. Right. So the 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 public can benefit mm. if mm. you wish to uh, open the service, but you cannot charge for the electricity. Having said yeah. that, mm. in Abu Dhabi, yeah. they recently opened. Because yeah. the, the reason I say that is in Ireland, bizarrely, mm. you can put a petrol pump in your front garden. Mm. So a lot of people <laughs> have... In, in, yeah, it's very it's very Irish indeed. But you can, people have an, an actual just a pump in their front garden and mm. they put up whatever price they want and mm. they and you can just pull up outside someone's house and, yeah. and pull it across the pavement and fill up and so, i was wondering if that's that's a kind of old version of a new version of what you could do with so, evs you know? so man what's what's, what's your I interpretation gonna, on that yeah i was gonna say the same thing that one of the main reasons why dubai is kind of right now not able to deploy the infrastructure is because everything is linked to diva and mm. the commercial guys as you guys were talking about taxis earlier they're they're all they're they're charging and we're kind of seeing what was in europe about a couple of years ago, where essentially charges just flooded with cars. Mm. Uh, and of course, they solve for it by having more infrastructure. You cannot do it without uh, private partnerships. So I think that's where these guys will come in. I think th- there's probably going to be a lot of chat coming up uh, about this at COP28. That's obviously a, a, a big issue for both of you guys. Firstly, Salman, you're, you're going to be busy down there, I understand? Yeah, so we l- very luckily got like a... A spot that just got into the blue zone a couple of weeks ago. So we are hoping it's not finalized yet, but we're hoping to be exhibiting in the blue zone. Okay. Uh, one of our retrofitted commercial offerings. Uh, this is, I think, kind of like our large scale, um, you know, uh, direction of the company mm. to be able to offer sort of smart kits rather than you know take the vehicle one by one and convert. Which is, by the way, I mean, I'm a petrol. I love. Electrohead, I'm a petrolhead. <laughs> I love these cars. <laughs> electrohead. You, yeah, that's you a created nice a new subcategory, Electrohead. Uh, I like it. But, uh, never heard uh, that before. But one by one, you can only do so much. Uh, yeah. And we're trying to kind of have a bigger impact here. Yeah, Hassan, obviously COP28, massive on the radar for all of us. Delegates, will, I guess, will need to be driven around in, in EVs. Yes. What, what, where are you standing? Are you guys uh, taking an active role in that one? Um, obviously, it is for us a, a no-brainer that uh, we as a... As a, as a family company, uh, had been in uh, Dubai for uh, almost a century. And uh, the leading automotive group in, in, in the Emirates, uh, COP28 is on our radar. We have a lot of uh, conversation ongoing and we will hopefully launch a very uh, impressive partnership very soon and the details will be, will be shared. Yeah, what, 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 are, what are some of the, what are you trying to achieve? What, what would be one big ticket item that you'd like to come out of COP28? I think what we would like to say is that we believe the electrification and the electric mobility shouldn't be only few privileged people who can afford it. Mm. And we believe that the, the right transformation, proper transformation can only happen when you provide the, and the cater the needs of every segment and including the, again, high-end, premium, mass market cost-effective solutions, and also another thing is that products combined with services because it's no longer to sell the the metal, as we say, as the industry people. Mm. It is actually selling service right now. And we need to provide all of this uh, ecosystem, as we call it, to the customer. So for our view in the COP28 is that we want to say that we are committed to this. 
We are already ready to provide that, and we will be inviting people to join the transformation. I guess that's a that's an absolute paradigm shift in the automotive industry. Is that and you've touched on that? Is that it's not about just selling the metal and getting out the door because you now have to support. Now, obviously, the industry traditionally makes its money on service and 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 uh, and and you know on selling options and warranties and and parts and backup EVs. Um, don't really have that issue so much. So servicing now takes on a whole new realm in terms of an infrastructure setup, is that right? That's correct. Um, if you look at the any traditional automotive business, as you said, that new car sales is only one part of the revenue that you do. Actually, when mm. you generate, when you grow in your unit in operation, one of the big revenue and then the profit pool is coming from after sales. And obviously in the EV, in order to have this, first of all, you need to have a, uh, an aging unit in operation, whereas we are in the, at the start of it in the electrification, right? The, the first cars in the, in, on, on the road is coming. And the another thing with uh, EVs is that obviously with the significantly less moving power, moving parts in the car, it has, has a lesser maintenance requirement. For instance, Polestar, you require to have a service in every three years under 20,000 kilometers. So, like com- compared to every year, ten thousand kilometers. So it's because you do not need this maintenance mm. uh, requirement. So, in one side, it creates some commercial uh, dilemma because obviously your after-sales revenue will reduce by let's say forty, fifty percent. But on the other hand, also to serve the customers, it requires di- different kind of capability. Mm. So coming from the mechanics support to as we call it EV technician support. Mm. And this is where we have been heavily investing and this is where we are also going to lead the market hopefully with our training uh, strategy. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, this is Motormania. Welcome back. I'm Damien Reid and I'm joined by Noel Ebden and Motoring Middle East in the Shanjiado in the studio. Uh, we're also joined by Salman Hussain, the founder of Fuse, and Hassan Najiz, the MD of the Alpha Tame Electric Mobility Company. It's all in this morning. Now, I've got a text message that's come in from Finn. Thanks, thanks Finn. Uh, question for you guys, and this is, can you have recharging electric engines in cars so that you are charging them as you drive? An interesting one, guys. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you can do that. I believe if you like have a tow charge, you can basically charge the car on the go. I wouldn't recommend it. It's like not legal out here, but mm. you could a pickup truck, for example, a petrol car could pull a Rivian and give it significant charge. Isn't he essentially though uh, Hassan describing a hybrid? <laughs> it's a where, double hybrid where, where, it? It uses yeah. the, where it uses the combustion engine to charge up the, the, the battery while you're going along and then it switches back yeah but obviously if it is a diesel generator it's not uh, that carbon neutral is <laughs> no, it so. no <laughs> yeah, I, I don't quite see the point to be honest but yeah. I think the BMW i3 Rex used to do that the, it had a motorcycle engine in the back that used to then charge up the main batteries yes Hmm. Running like a serial hybrid, so yeah, yeah. So there are some, as you said, and I'm not going to get into all the technicalities yeah. of parallel hybrids and serious hybrids, and <laughs> but there, are, there is, there is one there where the the combustion engine is effectively used to charge the battery, which I think the first Toyota Prius was. That was is, um, that is not the first Toyota Prius, but it's like the plug-in Prius, as well as the yes. technology is called now because you have the hybrid plug-in hybrid is called range extender. So basically, internal Bingo. combustion mm-hmm. engine does not drive the wheels. 
only actually charge the battery. Mm. So this cold range is extended. Uh, so I would recommend that if any consumer is interested with this, they would go with that mm. technology. There you go, Finn. We've got the answer for you. <laughs> I, th- I, I think that isn't the physics rule that you can't have free energy. It has to be generated in some. Yeah, uh, you can't, create, you, you can't yeah. create energy from energy. You can't it have changes a, yeah, forms. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's only you can't you can't go to a neutral point. Yeah. Having said yeah. that, I think what the as an engineering point of view, the, the one of the best thing in the in the cars that I love is the regenerative braking. Mm. So uh, basically, yes. with yeah. the lost energy, otherwise mm. when you brake and it turns into a kinetic energy and charging the battery. Yep. Obviously, this is, it came with the, it, uh, the first Toyota uh, Prius hybrids, mm. and then this technology even mm. moved into the Formula One well, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and so forth. So it's well, like that, a brilliant, uh, brilliant uh, that, way of approaching. That was what I, exactly what I was going to say. Everyone uh, sort of, a lot of people who aren't into F1 scratch their head and go, what, what, what's the point in all this? But a lot no. of that tech is, it's a proving ground for yeah tech that leaks into eventually we the had, car industry. We had this discussion last week with mm. Carl Fielder from Neutral Fuels saying uh, uh, that he doesn't like Formula 1. Despite that, I let him stay. But <laughs> What was he but, doing but, in but, here? But explaining exactly that was a, that's the thing. that, that Yeah, it, it, it's regenerative braking with a hybrid formula and it fast tracks that. Now, here in the UAE, uh, EVs um, make up just over about 1% at the moment of the overall car market, aiming for 50% by 2050. Pretty ambitious. Um, firstly, uh, Salman, do you think do you think that's realistic that we could get to there based on your anecdotal evidence of moving into a new shop recently? Honestly, a lot of uh, things have to go right to be able to go there. I mean, a lot of people mm. are saying it, right? The U.S. Uh, has also got such things under the Biden administration. We've got, you know, the phase out of fuels in the U.K. and Europe. Uh, but a lot of things have to get right. And I think the grid upgrades, which here is not so much of a problem, but definitely is something that needs to be tackled and fast charging. Mm. Those two things, you really have to be right for people to then make that choice. Because I I think, you know, you can correct me on this, but the battery and the electric vehicle technology is mature to a point where the average consumer could go buy an electric car. Yeah. But he's anxious. He's anxious about two things, actually. One is range anxiety. And I think more in the UA, he's anxious about charging. Charging anxiety is something I have. (laughs) Yeah. Can you explain the difference super quick? Range anxiety is, is when you think that you don't have enough range to do to, to the distances. But charging anxiety is basically going to a, a petrol, uh, to a charging station and figuring out, one, that it doesn't work, two, that it's blocked by somebody, and three, especially in the UAE, it's blocked by somebody and somebody else is waiting to charge when that Ooh. person finishes, which is what's happening right mm. now. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hassan, from, from your perspective... With with uh, Alpha Time, you have a large forecourt down there at Festival City. A lot of shiny metal cars out there. Could you see that being a, a reality? Fifty percent by by twenty fifty would be uh, would be electric vehicles. If it doesn't happen, uh, my career is uh, is in danger. So <laughs> this is definitely the goal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we definitely believe this vision, and mm. not only believing or benefiting from it or being a passenger, we would like to lead this vision. Uh, that is our motto. That's uh, the reason why we invested in this company and uh, Carwout, uh, uniquely the first region full dedicated uh, electric mobility company. Um, yes, a lot of things need to happen. 
When it comes to the um, the the, U, uh, the region specific things, obviously I work also in Europe and and and, and in the UK as well. Um, I have witnessed the electric transformation over there too. There are some advantages and disadvantages in this region specific to this region. So number one is that the overall globally the electric vehicle um, the ranges and their affordability is coming to a point that is a tipping point that's actually a mass adoption is could be possible. So if you look at really? five, okay. so yeah. like if you think about uh, the, the the products that we are launching, for instance, we just launched in. Uh, with BYD, uh, the first full uh, electric SUV. It is a price is 149,000 dirham, mm. and it has a 420 kilometers uh, range. So obviously, this wow. is the WLTP range. Uh, I would always say, especially in the hot weather, you may discount to this one down to 20% in a real life, mm. but we are talking about a 350 kilometer range. So this is the, the technology affordability is arriving. So already today is not for the future today. And the region specific is that UAE compared to other big countries is actually not so big. So mm. what is the, yeah. on daily average, a, a, a consumer is driving? 40 kilometer, 50 kilometer, 60 kilometer. So if I drive uh, an electric vehicle, 60 kilometer, if I have a real life range in a 149,000 dirham car, then it means that I need to charge uh, only once in every six, uh, six days. Obviously, then if you want to travel every day from Abu Dhabi to Dubai, there are also certain uh, portion of the workforce does this. Then this is another story, of course. Mm. But slowly and the technology and then the range and this calculation is actually getting realistic mm. as opposed to second car, third car, fourth car kind of things. It could be your first car. Yeah. So then the regarding the fast charging and the is AC charging, which is slow charging. So we need to think about the use cases here. I do drive an electric vehicle since almost a year now. I really enjoy not going to the petrol station myself. And uh, I have a charger at home and I have a charger at the office. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and both of them are slow charger. Yeah. So how is it? So a slow charger or AC charger, which is not that slow, but compared to the fast or, 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 or turbocharged chargers, let's say, it charges from zero to hundreds around six hours. Mm. So I put at home when I go to sleep. Yeah. So over the night, if I go to work during the work hours, so again, it's done. Yeah. Again, if I would be driving 200 kilometer, 300 kilometer a day, maybe different reality. So therefore for us is that we don't say that the EV for everyone already today, yeah. but is already covering a big segment of the user behavior. Amazing. Uh, uh, Salman, before we wrap up, what's, what's, what have we got in the garage at the moment retro-wise that you're working on? So EV conversions. Got a couple of Mercedes. I don't know. Mercedes seem to be very popular. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's that big engine bay, isn't it? That's I what think, it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 A boot, lot of it is that. Um, we are talking to somebody about a Rolls Royce. I know you mentioned it in yeah. the show. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's not Noel, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that uh, most likely will be coming in. A couple of people interested in four by fours. It's a surprising segment because it's you know it's off road, so it's just those uh, dune buggies, ATV, sand rail, that kind of thing. We're getting a lot of interest there. Um, and, uh, yeah, just I, more of these vans and pickup truck kits mm. that we're being asked for and we're trying to kind of set up. This is, I, I believe, a direction that will help 
everybody. Mm. Amazing. Well, I was going to say, we'll be talking about my Carmen Gear very shortly. Off, yes, off yes, we'll, we'll, we'll have a chat about that yes. maybe next week as well. Thank you so much, uh, gentlemen. That's about all we've got time for this week. It's been a massively busy show. Thank you, Im Chanjado. Thank you, uh, Noel Ebden. And of course, thanks to our guest, uh, Saman Hussain of Fuse and uh, Hassan Najuz, the Alpha Time Electric Vehicle Company. You guys are always welcome back in the studio. Uh, but that's about all we've got time for. I'm Damien Reid. This has been Motor Mania, Dubai I 103.8. This is Motor Mania with Damien Reid. On Dubai I 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station.